0: cold opening (laughs) whatever there was just complete silence for a total of 10 seconds yeah you know (laughs) i want to make it easier for me to find the trim spot instead of like look at all these waves i can't use right that makes sense yeah it's like it's just looking at the the visual looking at the visual looking at the (laughs) visualization of the audio visual syncing I'll sync up the audio. Oh, that's a callback! (laughs) Oh, weird. (laughs) My name is Heidi, and yes, this episode is a full week late. And I'm Rory, and I'm partly responsible for that. We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers Spoilers ahead. ahead. I would like to say, cl- to be clear, you are half responsible for that. I said partly. Because, <laughs> like, but, like, t- to be clear, yeah. the partly is not like a Rory is taking the fall or a <laughs> I am being coy about this. Yeah. Like, and it was all Rory? Right. No. This is a, we both texted each <laughs> other within ten minutes of each other. <laughs> yeah. Being Just like, like ah, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> no. I need an extra week. But we will yeah. we will post two episodes pretty quickly quick yeah we'll post next week and then it'll yeah. all be back to normal yeah so ultimately nothing's different or whatever we're good at this I mean stuff happens yeah and we wanted to give you guys a good episode and our good episode is going to be about uh, a book we haven't actually talked about at all like hinted at yeah Um, but we have done the author before it's let the great world spin by Colin McCann Get it. who also wrote uh, Trans- transatlantic Atlantic. Which is the book we did in Ice Ice Babies? Yes, with Sherlock and oh, we're so stupid. Music, Civil War Badlands? No, Civil War Barton Hollow. Badlands. Is yes the sorry, album. sorry. <laughs> I am horrible with names, and honestly, the fact that I got one of those parts right, this yeah, is yeah. shocking. I mean, that Halsey album that Jess and I did is yeah. still such a banger. Oh, it's so good. Ugh. I met the devil in a three-piece and he told me I was holy. <laughs> 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 oh no, I sold my soul to a three-piece. Oh well there you go. Which is a perfect, perfect line to jump into trans Nope, let the great world spin with. It's gonna happen eventually. Uh <laughs> <Yep. laughs> oh. uh, the only thing that gives this book a center point is so cool and weird. Yeah. <sighs> the tightrope walking between the twin towers mm-hmm. by um oh god what's his name <laughs> i have to look it up t- i mean it's not in the book like he doesn't mention yeah. it in the book so it's okay philippe Petit yes that guy i knew it was pp mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by uh, Peter Parker? No, Peter uh, Parker. Philippe Petit in 1974. Yeah. So, gosh. Oh, so good. So this dude legit strung a full-blown cable tightrope mm-hmm. between the two towers uh, of the World Trade Center and walked between them like when they were still kind of half, you know, not all the way done. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, didn't didn't get in big trouble for it with the law. Yeah. Like but trouble ish. Yeah. So this, this book is set in New York City and kind of centers around that day. Yeah. But not like a this is everything that happened that day. It's like yeah. that day intersects with everyone's story. And it being in Colin McCann, there's a bunch of different narrators who all meet up. Yeah. And, and they all kind of connect in one way or another. Yeah. Um, it is nice and neat, and I've I've heard some really interesting critique about it being too neat. Like, transatlantic mm-hmm. is a little better at not being quite so clean-cut. Um, but when I was reading it this time, I was like, ooh, I really should have talked more about how much I just stole Colin McCann's structure when I wrote Sacred Art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really should have mentioned that more. But yeah, no, I mean, t- at least Maui, it's like, yeah, okay, this can be nice and neat. Yeah. Well... The weird thing is, is whenever I read books like this, I'm like, okay, but people aren't that connected. And then I'm like, wait, Rory, you live in Maui. You know almost everybody from some random connection you have with somebody else. Yeah. Like, everything is interconnected, and it's not completely unrealistic that, like, oh, this person knows this person, and this person does this thing with that person, and this person. Yeah. Well, and it's also not unrealistic if you're thinking in terms of, like... What's c- what I like about this book is that it feels like he curated out of like a whole population these people who actually were connected, yeah. and instead of it being like yeah, like he invented right. people and connected it, and then they connected together, <laughs> but <laughs> and then they miraculously connected. Like it's not yeah unrealistic in that way. It feels like this group of people knew each other and. Yeah. He told the story in an interesting way, instead of like in a group book. If that makes sense, like yeah. most other books with like this type of storyline, um, just kind of talks about like the entire group at the same time, either yeah. omnipresent or yeah, like from a singular person's perspective. But this kind of gives everybody's perspective, like in that emotional way, which I think is what makes it so like sad but also great and happy yeah and and so much of it is like it's not actually that many different connections yeah like yeah I mean it's it's a like a really good interconnected web but as far as like little pockets of people it's almost like you have Corrigan yeah Kieran and Adelita Mm -hmm. then you have Tilly and Mm Jaslyn and then you have and gloria is pretty connected to those two groups yeah but we meet her in like the 10th page. well no she she's the woman in the elevator that kieran bumps into oh yeah, yeah. so we meet her at, like at the very yeah. beginning um and then there's the judge and his wife yeah and then there's the two yuppies upstate yeah. but that's really all the group <laughs> that's the whole blaine. <laughs> yeah that's his name right blaine and laura okay. <laughs> I think we went on our 20s kick just so we could keep the car as like oh, yeah. that spoke to me. But yeah, that, that like spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the the hackers out West, but who cares? Who cares? Whatever. Well, they're they're connected in like <laughs> yeah. the they're the analogy to jo- yeah. uh, to Joshua. All of this is p- might be really dull unless you're Michael Clark. Hi, Dr. Clark. Hey. <laughs> hey. So, yeah. Colin McCann is really good at telling stories. So good. I would like to point out that I have also at the same time of this book been rereading Frankenstein, Mm. though I know we've done it for the podcast. I had to do it for like um, English and stuff because I have to kind of make sure I know everything well enough to like talk, lead discussion, because in my English class, I lead the discussion (laughs) with the English teacher kind of and like. Cause there's eleven of us, oh, well, <laughs> and nobody reads the book. <laughs> See, I, I was just thinking that, like, you might be really qualified to talk about books <laughs> in a like. I didn't think about that kind of public context. <laughs> I know I should just play the podcast <laughs> and just be like, I don't want to talk today. Can I just let I Previous don't really want do to do the work today. today. I, don't I don't really want to do it. the work today. Work. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's just it's really good, and it feels like a bunch I don't know why but it feels like a bunch of different memoirs like fictitious memoirs yeah. kind of welded together like I don't know why but it feels less like like a f- fictional journey but it feels m- it feels a lot like a memoir would mm-hmm. which is odd but Yeah no I mean that that's exactly what it feels like to me it it feels a little bit more like more like real life in the sense that we are peripherally connected with so many yeah. people and like we, the reader know how Jaslyn and the solder the Sauterbergs are connected. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Like they don't ever really know. And we don't actually, I don't think Claire knows either. Like I don't think Claire yeah. knows or cares that Solomon yeah. convicted Tilly and let Jaslyn off. Like, I don't yeah. think, it, I don't think it ever comes up. Um also Solomon is such a good character. I love yeah. him. Like he's such a good he's such a good try hard. So good. Poor Claire. Well, well like poor everybody in this entire novel. <laughs> poor everybody in this entire novel. Kieran <laughs> is know. Kieran is my favorite yeah. of the poor everybody. Oh yeah. Kieran and Laura is a couple. I'm like it's Aww. adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. Oh. Yeah, I love him and I love I just love for some reason the first part mm. talking about um like their home and the palm trees mm-hmm. <laughs> in Ireland mm. like so i planted a palm tree in <laughs> Ireland <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it's such a it's such a like weird specific thing but it's definitely like it's something that I would think about or it's something that I would be like this is what I always thought about about how weird this thing was at my home and it's what I remember constantly and yeah I just I love him and his brother oh yeah yeah I also love how like several I want to say several dozen but it might even be like a hundred pages later column has someone actually pronounced Kieran's name? <laughs> like, it's very oh, Hermione. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, my g- Thank you. <laughs> I'm like Oh, I fully Google translated yeah. and, and played it like eight times to make sure I wouldn't sound like a fool. Um, <laughs> there was a quote near the end that I, I wanted to read because it's it it's just I have a few quotes. And oh there, I have so many. <laughs> yeah. They're all like in the front for me because I just I just was like Kieran. <laughs> yeah, everything Kieran says. <laughs> everything he says. <laughs> uh, this is Gloria talking about Solomon and Claire. Mm-hmm. Uh, sooner or later, they all turn their backs. They all leave. That's gospel. I've been there. I've seen it. They all do. Claire smiled and shrugged her shoulders. I could tell she wanted him to be someone better than what he was, that she must have married him for some good reason, and she wanted that reason to be on display, but it wasn't, and he had dismissed me, and it was the last thing she wanted from him. Her cheeks were red. Give me a moment, she said. This is a long one. Mm -hmm. She went down the corridor, a mumble of voices from her bedroom, the faint sound of a bath running, their voices raised and dipped. I was surprised when he emerged with her just moments later. His face had softened, as if just being a moment with her had relaxed him, allowed him to be someone different. I guess this is what marriage is or was or could be. You could drop the mask, you allow the fatigue in, you lean across and kiss the ears, because they're the things that matter. I'm sorry hear about your sons he said hmm solomon's such a good dude he's <laughs> such a good dude <laughs> that, like the the like the most i feel like the most moral character in this book is like the jewish judge from the upper west side, yeah or the upper east side like yeah yeah upper east side Up, upper east yeah it's like what <laughs> of oh, course of but course it is like he's the yeah very Corrigan much like that one judge. <laughs> yeah. Corrigan just needs to grow up. Yeah. John Andrew. What a dummy. <laughs> John Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I mean, I'm glad Kieran likes him because I don't. Yeah. But I like him because I like Kieran. Yeah. And I love Kieran's like twisted take on the the prostitutes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so fun. Ugh. Corrigan's a lot. <laughs> oh, so much. I'm like oh my god. <laughs> well, and the girl that that falls in love with him, I'm just like all d- with all due respect, why? Why? <laughs> Question mark? Cuz he takes old people to the park. I mean, <laughs> he's like he gets beat up by pimps because he brings their their hooker's coffee and he won't stop. And coffee's not code for anything. Ugh, this punches me in the gut every time. Uh, Tilly, the older prostitute, Jaslyn's mother, talking about the one man that she, like, actually really liked, Mm -hmm. uh, that she stayed with. He gave me that roomy book when I left. I shoved it in my handbag, didn't think much of it at first, but it crept up on me like a street lamp. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. This is uh Kirin. Mm-hmm. He was at the origin origin of things, and I now had a meeting for my brother. He was a crack of light under the door, and yet the door was shut to him. Ugh, yeah. On the next page <laughs> <laughs> Or perhaps chance is just another way to convince ourselves that we are valuable. Mm. <laughs> Every now and then the city shook its soul out. It assailed you with an image, or a day, or a crime, or a terror, or a beauty so difficult to wrap your mind around that you had to shake your head in disbelief. Family is like water. It has a memory of what it once filled, always trying to get back to the original stream. He's there, in plain sight, he being God. It would be easier if he wasn't there. I could pretend I was searching for him, but no, he's there, the son of a gun. He's telling me all the logical things about being sick and getting over it and dealing with it and looking at the world in a new way, the way he does, the way he should talk to you, the body, the soul, the sacrament of being alone, being furious with an aim, using it for the greater good, opening yourself to the promise. But see, this logical God, I don't like him all that much. (laughs) 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 Oh, Corey. Uh, You know when your young God sweeps you up, he holds you there. The real snag is to stay there and to know how to fall. mm -hmm trying to pray to make two plus two equal five. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first page. Because of course. (laughs) Mm. We always have a first pager. Yeah. It was a silence that hurt itself. Awful and beautiful. This is from the walk. Like Mm -hmm. from the walk itself. Um, And he's describing the like balancing pole he Mm -hmm. carries. The pole was 55 pounds. fifty five pounds, half the weight of a woman, she moved on his skin like water. He felt for a moment uncreated, another kind of awake. I would like to be able to write like this. Right? <laughs> like every time I read this and like as I was reading Frankenstein as well again, I'm like God, I, how? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know <laughs> So <laughs> So I'm just gonna throw this out there because this is the only way that I can write at all, Mm -hmm. is that about 100 pages of something I've read will eventually distill itself, give or take, um, will eventually distill itself into, like, one good page of my own writing. Yeah, Like, having reread Let the Great World Spin, I might be able to pull off, like, a four-page flash fiction in the next couple months. Right. So much reading is is needing to be done. Yeah. I don't know who God is, but if I meet him anytime soon, I'm going to get him in the corner until he tells me the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> T- <laughs> That's what he's going to get, an ass-kicking like none he ever got before. Oh, I love Tilly. So good. And I love Laura. Yeah. She's so weirdly into Blaine. And I, d- oh. I totally see what she sees in Kieran. Yeah. Which is just weird. He's so pretentious but like mm. he's pretended so hard he doesn't know he's pretending anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's pretentious in the strictest sense like I am known for my ability to pretend. Yeah. Blaine has forgotten he's pretending and now he's just a douche. Yeah. I just I love his writing style and I c- could never <laughs> I could never. There's a quote from Laura at when she first meets Kieran mm-hmm. uh, after after the accident with Corrigan and Jaslyn. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, it hurts. There are rocks deep enough in this earth that no matter what the rupture, they will never see the surface. There is, I think, a fear of love. There is a fear of love. Hmm. Ouchie. Mm. And I have this theory that we've talked about a little bit on this podcast want to bring it in here because it seems like a good time that's fair the 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 my theory on on what till we have faces is, is quote about mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, don't <think> <laughs> I don't think it's a p- i think it is what it is but um that like love that can't die to itself becomes hatred mm-hmm. like it t- to whatever extent it can't it can't make that that sacrifice it, it becomes hatred in that way mm-hmm. and that I think is what the fear of love is because Laura who was with Blaine has to not exist if Laura's going yeah. to be with Kieran yeah. and Kieran who's like first person was his brother mm-hmm. can't exist if he's going to be with Laura and we don't find out about how that decision <laughs> goes for another 200 pages <laughs> That echoed yeah. so much. <gasps> yeah, like he writes so well, and yet this book resists romantic, like romanticizing. Yeah, it won't let you romanticize the story because it feels like the characters feel a lot like how real the characters and all involved are. Yeah, and like that is incredible, and I think that I like, I relate to this one. Or this one is good because it kind of, um, like more people can kind of relate to th- like these people, yeah. And a lot of people can relate to the p- like pure, um, I guess meaning or tone or like deep down quality or m- yeah, meaning yeah. in the people and all involved. Yeah. But this one is like, you can just kind of connect yourself to yeah these regular people yeah and like the 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 fact that not all of the characters are equally empathetic with themselves really really helps like Tilly does not have any mercy for Tilly Mm -mm. but Kieran is willing to let Kieran off of every hook (laughs) (laughs) and so (laughs) yeah so the resistance of romanticizing the put togetherness of life the impossibility of taking it seriously and the impossibility of realizing it's all a joke, we turn now to the greatest piece of audience-centered fiction ever committed to the screen. Late Night Double Feature, the Rocky Horror Picture, Picture Show. show. Listen, right. Listen, people. <laughs> It took us a while. We had already done Sherlock and we had already with Transatlantic. So <laughs> and we had already done across the universe. Mm-hmm. And we, w- <laughs> we, we thought about like, what if we redo some things? <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, we can't. Oh, hey, Rocky Horror. The fact that like Rocky Horror Picture Show mostly exists in the audience response now. Like yeah. the audience has I think the audience has more lines than the cast. Yeah. Or as many lines as the rest. Right. And that is so fun. It's like a Greek chorus made of teenagers. So good. <laughs> <laughs> and say terrifying. Say something stupid, Brad. That's my favorite line Whoa. that the audience gets to say. Because we get to say it so many times. <laughs> say something stupid, Brad. Oh, and there, there's like a whole script mm. online. Yeah. That you can like. I'm like, you kidding me? The audience has a script now. But we do. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and we all get to do the dancing. Yeah. And we all get to make fun of Brad. Oh my god, Brad. He's such a himbo. Oh my god. Brad. <laughs> like, Brad and Rocky are equal levels yeah. of himbo. Oh, Aw. <laughs> Rocky. Damn it. Janet. Janet I, love I love you. you. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> also, oh. this is just such a weird thing for me to be like, okay, but it's hilarious, is that in the scene in the pool... Uh, mm-hmm. don't in Don't Dream It Be It. Susan uh-huh. Sarandon's the only ones, only one whose nipples are covered, and I have no idea why. <laughs> why? Like everybody else's is, is nips out. Yeah, but nope, she's got pasties, <laughs> and I'm I'm not sure if it's that uh, she was already married, but yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Everybody's married. Yeah, or whatever. Like I'm wondering if she was like slightly too famous. Yeah, <laughs> or some like weird yeah. contract thing. like. S- like, this much too Like, a little bit. Or she was like, this is my line. And I don't know why this one is important to yeah. me. Yeah, it earth. I get it. No, I don't. But I think it's great. Like, yeah. Like, I'm so happy. And now I kind of want to do a show, like, not with, like, a stage show. Yeah. Where all the guys are shirtless and one of them for no reason has pasties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Just the one guy, Dale. (laughs) Like, Dale, well, I'm not a whore. (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, you know it'd be... It's perfect. (laughs) I mean, you know Stevie would be the one wanting him, but nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 Put Dale in the pasties. (laughs) Or all... I mean, there's so many versions of that. Yeah. But Rocky Horror Picture Show is so good bad, and I... if. You've listened to this podcast for this many episodes. You know we love good bad. Yeah, it's our it's our jam. It's it is literally the the, it's that (laughs) midline. Yeah, the line where like everything amalgamated into the perfect. It feels improvised moment. Uh It's so good. This podcast is about well crafted novels and chaos energy films. Yeah, like Like really good books, and then like really chaotic. movies. I feel like it's because a lot of really good movies, like we've done Inception, we've done... Yeah, we've done the really good we've ones. We've done Lady Bird, we've done, we've done smart movies. Here's the thing though. So many smart movies are very like self-referential and kind of like ego stroking the director. Yeah. I do not like that. Yeah. I do not want to see the director at any time in the movie, which means that I want to forget that the movie is a movie and like yeah I- in that way and a lot of times bad movies do that better because it's so ridiculous you're just like well this is not the world yeah. and then you're just sucked into the new one that's how star Whoa. wars feels yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a very early force awakens interview with john boyega where he said like one of the weirdest parts of star wars is that like when you know you're gonna die and then you like you don't call your family you just like start laughing yeah <laughs> Like, all right, Chewie, we got to take this on. Yeah. Instead of like, <laughs> yeah, I love you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> 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 it's like, we almost died. <laughs> 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 so We almost died. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like John Williams doing the most. That's Star Wars, but we're talking about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. In which everyone is doing the most, but nobody is doing more than Tim Curry. <laughs> you're not wrong (laughs) no no No. tim curry is perfect yeah just so weird and just he's so weird at the at the wedding funeral thing the wedding scene (laughs) (laughs) it's just in the background yeah it's perfect oh that whole movie it's perfect like in a disaster way right and i feel like that's also why the the I can't remember if it was NBC or Fox, but the live version didn't work. Yeah. Because it was too good. Right. That makes sense. Like, I want to feel like everyone in this movie is the understudy for the real actor, (laughs) and they're all doing their best to barrel through this blocking. Like... (laughs) <laughs> like, Rocky Horror like they're kind show. of they're kind of doing the lines but like eh. <laughs> like i don't remember the melody so i'm gonna kind of talk this song yeah well and also a like, little off i want it to feel like the only person who is supposed to be here is whoever's playing dr frankenfurter and yeah. everyone else
1: like yeah. found
0: out they are playing this role last night yeah. and they are doing their b- they're like oh uh, all right
1: <laughs> okay. i had
0: some coffee <laughs> I'm, I'm here I'm queer, get used to it. That's get also the Rocky it. Horror Picture yeah. <laughs> Show. I'm queer, I'm queer, get used to it. Like, yeah, not us. We are speaking as the characters. Yes. But especially in the, in the like, Dr. Frankenfurter goes from one bedroom to another scene, which yeah. is just, like, oh. so weird. <laughs> 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 Every time I think of that scene. I mean... The number of times to touch me, which I I refuse to call touch me. Yeah, because it's not touch me. It's to touch me. I want to be dirty. Dirty. If we ever get either pop or punk goes musical theater, I want Halsey to do that song. Oh my god, Please. Like, I understand <gasps> that other people could do it. But the only two people I want to see do it are Halsey or Miley Cyrus. Because. Yes. Like, also, (laughs) I (laughs) see Miley Cyrus playing every character. Just Rocky Horror Picture Show, but it's just Miley Cyrus Cyrus. (laughs) acting to Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Like, like the parent trap times 10. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, It's Perfect. And, like, the thing is, is it wouldn't even be that weird. It'd just be her showing off her amazing range. <laughs> the range that woman has. <laughs> I mean... Oh, gosh. my, Oh, my God. Her being both the people in that weird bedroom switchy scene. Well, yeah, I mean... Well, all three. Oh, my gosh. She just wears Hannah Montana wigs for, like, <laughs> half the characters. And there's no comment about it. Um, that, but also <clears throat> my brain just went, what if the cast of The Mummy... Because all I want is Brendan Fraser playing Brad. (laughs) And Rachel Weisz playing Janet. Oh my god. (laughs) Which also means that uh, Arnold Vosloo is going to play Dr. (laughs) Frankenfurter. And I can't. Yeah. I can't express how much I don't want that to happen and how glad I am that it wasn't filmed while all those people were young. Yeah. And also how badly I wish I could go back in time and yeah. make that a reality. That is the thing. <laughs> oh my god. Who would be Brad or not Brad, who would be Rocky? Who would be Rocky? Um Ar- excuse me. Yeah. Yeah? artist <laughs> I want to Obviously. Be- Ardeth? Yeah. <laughs> Who would be um? What's his name? Riff Raff, Jonathan. <laughs> Time is fleeting. Madness takes, <laughs> <laughs> takes its toll. Takes its toll. Just in their costumes from the Mummy, <laughs> except for Arnold Vosloo, who is wearing yeah, the Doctor Frank the for full. Everybody else has got to be in their mummy costumes because all I need is Evelyn doing the time warp in <laughs> oh that my God. yeah in yeah. the librarian in app. the librarian I'm, a librarian. I'm a librarian I'm a librarian And I'm going to kiss, kiss you, you, Mr. O'Connell. Ugh. That scene invented consent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike this movie, which is like a little rapey. Yeah. But there's there's no defense for it. However However, this is not the real world yeah, whatsoever. Clearly. Like clearly. clearly not at all could have possibly been conceived as yeah, like, maybe being the <laughs> real world. It's well, and the key is that there is no possibility in thinking that you want to be Dr. Frankenfurter, like yeah. in life. Yeah. And I feel like that's the danger of rape culture would be like if instead of it being Dr. Frankenfurter it was Brad, that would be Bad. Yeah. Or if it was Rocky, that would be uh, bad. bad. But it's this person we don't want to be, and so yeah. it's like okay, it's like this, this person place is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> this this one is the worst. Not good. But in all seriousness, this is kind of the connection I saw. The serious connection that I was like, right. wait, I have a smart thing. Um, Let the great world spin has like the resistance to being romanticized. Yeah. But it also is a thing. Like it's a book about a moment that would never be created yeah. and now because it's post 9-11 can never be cre- recreated like yeah. like this person did something very momentarily of which we only know th- we only know of one photograph of that moment yeah like hundreds of eyewitness accounts but only one photograph yeah. and he did it in a place that doesn't exist like that is so yeah. like Rocky Horror is very and then I woke up yeah really? like it's very and that place never existed again yeah <laughs> like, like, and it's gone yeah like i have had my sliding doors moment yeah like you feel like at the end of the film brad and janet get in their car and are like that was weird and never speak of it again and go about their lives like it never happened it feels kind of like spirited away yeah or like they get in their car and they're like well that's over (laughs) well damn it i never got more gasoline (laughs) like it's very yeah you know and and i think that's That's interesting to see those places where, like, the moments we refuse to make important. Yeah. And also the moments that, like, become important because of what comes later. Yeah. Like, it's not that important that Solomon rushed through the judging of Tilly and Jaslyn because he wanted to get to the tightrope walker. Right. But it becomes important later to him. Yeah. And that's what's so interesting to me, so... That's why I was like, oh, these are connected. And Rocky Horror being like, it's this movie that is no longer complete without an audience. Yeah. Like, if you watch it at home by yourself, you are not actually, I think you're not actually experiencing it in the way that it exists for most people. Yeah, Like, in that it really exists in the participation. Like, you didn't actually experience this film if you didn't do the dance. Right. Kind of thing. Um, and so that for me is like, ooh. I love that intersection between like... I have to, as the audience, contribute to this narrative to, to yeah. make it make sense. Yeah. Audience participation. But, like, in a good way. Moo with me! <laughs> 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 I really do hate being... With me. I hate being the one person in an audience at Rent who does know that we're supposed to moo. Yeah. Because I just have to go for it.
1: Moo!
0: <laughs> oh, my mom is very, like, insistent on making actual cow noises at cows. So it's very I almost almost made a sheep sound and I'm like whoops, wrong animal. Okay, the spoilers ahead goes to the country episode is I imitate my cat a lot. (laughs) He meows a lot and in a very weird way. He does this like Oh, like deep, like yeah. soulful, <laughs> <laughs> like you know that type of yeah. singing. That like soulful. <laughs> he does that, but when it with his meow, so it's kind of like. <laughs> it's, it's like he's he's trying to play Marius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have not lived until today. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I mean that's that's about what I think that's the pitch I think your cat would be singing at. Like that. I don't know, he goes pretty low. Oh. <laughs> he gets low. Oh wow. <laughs> he should audition for cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think so too. If you just don't give him food in the next like 2 minutes, mm. he'll sing away. He'll sing all of memories. Yeah, <laughs> word perfect. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Because we're starving him. Oh, Can we talk about the music? Which does not in any way connect to Rocky Horror. Except that like it's a musical. Yeah. it. They both have music. <laughs> oh, I do want to say one smart musical thing. Which you know hmm. about. But I want to say it for the listeners. The reason Time Warp is so deeply unsettling without sounding creepy. Is because all the chords are a major chord. So there's no minor chords in the whole song. Which is not normal. Yeah. But it's not creepy. Because all the chords are like their happiest they Their major. Version. Yeah. And there's no sevens or anything. So it's like we are playing all of the happy song, all of the happy chords, but in like an order that should not be possible. Right. Unsettling. <laughs> Deeply unsettling. Without unsettling happiness. Thinking. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. Unsettled by joy. <laughs> in case the listeners are wondering, that's how we find the title. Yeah. <laughs> we just try to say smart things that are kind of funny. Yep. Ugh. Let's talk about Young the Giant. Please. Home with the Strange. I would like to point out, okay, so I was doing some, like, scholarship and homework stuff on my computer. And I put it on my phone. Like, I put the music on my phone and I pressed play. Pressed play. And I listened to, like, the first song like that. Um, And then the second one came on, which is my favorite of the album, which is Nothing's Over. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that came on, and I was like, ooh, that is not, that is, that is not the second song, but. That, no, I put oh. it on shuffle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it came on second, and it is your yeah, favorite. Yes, got it. Yeah, I got, got it. Go on. That's why I said the name, because I couldn't, mm. but, um, yeah, nothing's over, because it came on, and I immediately, like, after 10 seconds or 20 seconds, I paused it, and then I got my headphones, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, my good surround sound, like. Yeah. M- muffling headphones and i press play cuz i'm like no 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 this needs the acoustics yeah <laughs> like yep. i need the acoustics in my brain mm-hmm. my skull needs to vibrate i need to vibe with this yeah. with this bop yeah uh titus was born is a great song Mm-hmm. mr know-it-all might be my favorite like i really like that one i think that's my second yeah uh i think i mean america the first song on the album is the one that it's like yeah um as soon as i heard this song which i wasn't looking for any music to do with let the great world spin but i like yeah because i have a subscription i download a bunch of albums every month yeah, and yeah just like me too. go through whatever so i was listening to it and i'm like oh oh dear Oh. Oh, my, 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 Oh, boy, 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 boy. Cool, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I was afraid of the love that you asked for. You are the light in my eyes. You are the answer. I mean, I'm going to try not to read the entire song. <laughs> Go for but it. But <laughs> it's all in frame. Familiar faces on my wall. This town is strange. Seasons never change. Time is up. The world doesn't stop for anyone. Until the sun dissolves, we all disappear. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is so good for both this book and also the human condition. Jill liked art. She listened to Mozart. People thought she was smart. She used to quote Hemingway tripping on acid in the Palisades. But also, like, <laughs> uh, the fact that they took the trouble to put in, like, a Mozart section to yeah. the song. Like, we rearranged this for uh, harpsichord and some other stuff. I'm like... This is the kind of extra that I like. Yeah, this is my type of extra. This is this is my my thing. Jack from school. He listened to Bowie. People thought he was cool, <laughs> but no one knows. <laughs> He's talking it up, that it's all for show. He's boring, boring as fuck. <laughs> He's, oh. oh, and I, I. Okay, my one critique. That's a thing a man would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> like yeah, it's that it's that secret look all women give when guys get on their their like mansplaining soapbox about art. And yeah, you're just like, like <sniffs> <sniffs> we're <laughs> Did trying we to both. <sniffs> yeah, because that's the only way to express <laughs> <'Cause> that. What's <look. laughs> the exact? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, see, this is what happens when you let a man, man plan. Things. Say anything. <laughs> Boys are for show. You <laughs> can have an opinion as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, that's, <laughs> that's too far. We love guys. We love you. We don't like toxic femininity. We don't like toxic no. masculinity. But like, we like the middle ground. We said it before. Yeah. We've said <laughs> the it so many ground. times. But also, like, they can have a little opinion as a treat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's a bop. We should make it clear that Young the Giant makes, like, very, very good indie pop, if that makes sense, rather than indie rock. Yeah. Yeah, no, Mr. Know-It-All is definitely my second Mm -hmm. and or slash, like, plus first. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Nothing's Over and Mr. Know-It-All. I think Titus is Born is my Mm -hmm. my first, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why. Right, like I'm not here to explain it to my even myself. Yeah, I'm just like, cool, cool, cool. cool yeah, I cool. somehow I related doubt. to um, those two songs the most. Mm, I feel like it's because I couldn't figure out how it made me feel. Right, <laughs> and so that makes I'm sense. Like, <laughs> but it's like it's like I'm feeling a lot of things. I'm feeling things. <laughs> ah. Let the great world spin. <laughs> yeah, let the great world spin forever on. Also, Jaslyn Junior. Just I love her yeah. so much. She's so and I great. like how it's like spelled differently. Her choice. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I like that. I like yeah. tributes. I'm saying tributes because that's what I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. That makes sense. Um, that are like s- spelled differently. And I like how how and this this is probably the the place where all three things converge. If you break the smallest social convention, literally anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah, And that might be good, that might be bad, but like the tiniest rule that isn't a rule that's broken, it's like all bets are off. Yeah, all bets are off. (laughs) And it's, uh, uh, stories like that amaze me, but also like real life like that amazes me because it really does happen quite a bit. Yeah. Where it's just like, hmm. Reminds me of that one quote from 42, like, you break the law, some people will think you're smart. You break a code. Yeah. Great novel. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, t- takes a while to for me to like get sucked yeah. into it. But that's the same with Transit Planet yeah. kind it, of. It feels like a Colin McCann book like does spin you a little bit. Yeah. So you start off kinda slow and then it it feels like you're being pulled tighter yeah. into the spiral. And you're like, Oh, In a good way. oh. <laughs> <Wee>! oh. <laughs> It's less h- like You're h- sucked into the world. Yeah, it's less Just like a helter-skelter and less like a like a Wizard of Oz kind of sucked into the world. And more like a, where am I? A tornado. Yeah. We're not in Kansas anymore. Okay, because all involved is a tornado. Yeah. And I know because, and I know because, and I know. Yeah. We're not in Kansas <laughs> anymore! <laughs> <I'm> like, ah! <laughs> and I mean, you know you ain't in Kansas anymore as soon as Artith starts talking. In the moment. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, Thebes, and I'm gone. <laughs> and bye. <laughs> Across the universe. <laughs> oh no, we're not in Kansas anymore. Those waves are made of newspaper. Oh. Yep. And you know, my favorite quote from Erin Emmerich ever, the first time she watched *The Lord of the Rings. Who's the creepy lady talking? <laughs> 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 Is that a fairy ring? <laughs> what's your wreck of the week? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my My wreck of the week is uh, Raymond Chandler novels. We talked about the Big Sleep, but they're all real fun to read. His yeah. descriptions of people are so good, and just mm. when you think it's like, oh no, he's kind of like stereotyping, it's like no, but like everybody. Yeah. I think the narrator is a cynic. Yeah. So, I I very much enjoy the Philip Marlowe novels, and yeah. Th- so read read some more of those. They're great. Do it. They're great when you want to feel smart but don't want to have to think about the book too hard. Mm, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, I want. That's to the f- line I walk on. Yeah. That is the tight line between the twin towers that I walk on. Yeah. Is my is it pretentious if it's only in my head? <laughs> like, I want to feel yeah. smart but I don't want to think smart. Yeah. Read some Chandler. It's great. It's so uh, good. Rory, would you like to recommend something? Yes, please. Mm. <laughs> Mirror of my soul by Lucifer's playlist. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's it's good. I showed you a little bit of it. Yeah. But um I it. Yeah, I don't know. It's very good. It's kind of like it's it's categorized under rock, but it feels kind of jazzy at the same time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these a lot of these genres are just fake. Yeah. Um it's like jazzy uh, rock. Yeah. Like it's kind of like hardcore jazz. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> I love that description, and I want that to be an actual genre. Mm-hmm. Hardcore jazz. Hardcore jazz. I dig. Yeah, it's good and it's jazz played on an ibanez. So uh, see what the problem is. (laughs) Basically, roll credits. Our theme song is "Downtown Love" by Reese from his EP "It's Okay to Be Sound. Marie and I produce this podcast, and I do all the editing. Yep. (laughs) If you're enjoying the show, (laughs) give us a rating or a review, or get in touch on either Twitter or Instagram. Our handle is at Spoilers underscore. underscore. And we'd love to hear from you. We, we both logged back into our respective social medias. Yeah. I'm slowly posting all of the things that I haven't posted. I apologize to everybody and Heidi. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye.